Welcome in to another edition of Region Roundup. I'm James Boyd here with Mike Clark, and we are here again with our weekly podcast. We have kept our promise. Uh, we know things are not have not been on like a set schedule, but that's because our lives as journalists is not on a set schedule. But Mike, we're here. We are here, and uh, I do have an update on uh, my uh, injury status. So I went to the uh, orthopedic specialist today, and it looks like I'm not going to need surgery on my shoulders. So that's good news, obviously. Um, so uh, in the interest of... Uh, of transparency, I'll throw that out there. So I'm, I'm in a good mood about that, um, and uh, of course, that is our segue to uh, health news on a broader scale, which in the last ten months has been COVID nineteen, of course, and uh, <laughs> as we were saying just before uh, we started the uh, recording here. Uh, James, uh, you're kind of snake bit on your uh, games of the week. This is two weeks in a row that uh, you had to do a quick pivot to a different game uh, on the day of the game. Yeah, I mean, last week I was uh, supposed to see um, Crown Point in Michigan City, um, but then the Michigan City girls shut down um, due to COVID-19. Right before, that was like two hours before the game was supposed to start, two or three hours before the game was supposed to start. Uh, found out when I was actually like on my way out the door. Um, ended up going to Chester and Maryville. That was a pretty good game, and, and Maryville won it. And then this week, I was scheduled to go to Michigan City to see them play Valparaiso boys, that is. And the Michigan City boys got shut down. So their girls and boys teams are on hold right now. Um, I spoke to Tom Wells, the Michigan City boys coach, today. He said he isn't sure when the team will be able to come back because they're awaiting some test results and, and have some contact tracing to do. Um, but, yeah, I was really looking forward to that game, Mike, just because um, I feel like they played two different styles of, of, of basketball. Um, Valpo's got Cooper Jones in the middle. They've got you know, more size than Michigan City. Then Michigan City has Jamie Hodges Jr., who's the, the really dynamic guard. Um, but hopefully, the, you know, that, that, that game will get rescheduled. I know a lot of programs now um, are, are really honing in on if they have a stoppage, just getting those conference games in. So I don't, I don't doubt that that will happen. Um, it's just kind of disappointing, but it's reality of, of what we're dealing with. And, and in that same breath, I guess I'll uh, give you all the weekly COVID-19 update. We are up to 22 of the 44 um, boys programs having stopped, you know, or had a COVID-19 interruption this season. And on the girls' side, we have 31. I know Portage shut down again this week. Um, and they actually had about, I think, six games left. And they canceled all their non non-conference games and just kept the DAC games and rescheduled those. So um, these are the times we're in. We're getting down to the wire where, like I said, we're starting to see uh, actual cancellations. I know people got confused with what that word actually means. But yes, we're in this point now where they're actually, um, if it's not a conference game, it's probably going to be pretty hard to reschedule it on the girls' side. And then the boys, as we move on, move along, they'll probably see the same thing. So it's just, um, is what it is, Mike. It's disappointing, but obviously the health comes first. Yeah, and uh, you know, I will go back to one thing I pitched a while back, which is... Uh, what is our sense of urgency to finishing the girls' regular season this month? Um, still don't understand that, especially with uh, 
the issues that we're still having. Um, you know, basically the only reason I can think of is we've always done it this way, which of course is not a very good reason in any context. Um, and especially in an unprecedented year like this year. Um, but that's not going to change. It's pretty clear. The IHSAA has pretty much made it, uh, their policy that they will plow forward. And, uh, that's where we're at. You know, we're going to get, you know, basically the girls playoffs started in about two weeks from when we're speaking here and get through that. Uh, the boys will have another month of the regular season. Uh, and then we go to the boys playoffs and, you know, and, and again, as I'd said before, I understand, you know, the rationale in a normal year, which is you want to put the girls in the spotlight, you know, not having them compete against boys or, against the boys games rather um you know and it's it's a good idea for sure Mm -hmm. but uh it feels like maybe this year it might not be a bad idea to have some flexibility and especially you know i mean if we're canceling non-con games i don't think anybody's gonna really say a lot about that you know and you know maybe even conference games but you know is it really necessary to plow forward with the playoffs if it's looking like there's a decent number of teams that can't participate, it's a question I think we ought to at least ask and consider um, before we say, you know, we go back to the policy that was instituted in the fall, which was if you can't play, you're out. Um, yeah. You know, so anyway, um, that's my two cents on that. And uh, unfortunately, we're sticking with the health theme here. Um, one of the top uh, players for Westside, which is boys, that is, uh, which is one of the top programs in the area, Mason Nicholson, is out. Uh, you have an update on that. Yeah, so I did a, a pretty cool feature story about uh, Jalen Washington and Mason Nicholson, um, who are Westside's big men. Both of them told me that they're now six foot ten. Mike, um, <laughs> Jalen wears a size sixteen shoe and. Oh my. Mason wears a size 18 shoe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I was, uh, the reason I even included, I included uh, Mason's shoe size in the story that I did um, was because he was actually trying on shoes when I saw by their practice last week. And he tried on a 17 and a half that didn't fit. So uh, obviously I got a little curious there. Um, so yeah, but long story short, um, please go check that story out. I think it's a really cool um, story that kind of describes um, Jason and, 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 and not Jason, I'm um, sorry, Jalen and um, Mason's uh, relationship, how they pushed each other this season. And then now how they're basically on opposite ends of the spectrum with Jalen being the healthy player and Mason being the injured player. He got hurt um, against Calumet and actually uh, um, suffered a Jones fracture, which is the same injury that Kevin Durant had. Um, back in, I think, 2014 with, with OKC. Um, and, and he's expected to not be out for the rest of the season. He's hoping to return for the postseason. But obviously at that size, with that foot size, um, you know, it, I personally feel like it, it, it would be pretty uh, pretty remarkable if he were to come back and be a, you know, impact player just because, you know, the injury – History with, I mean, not history, uh, injury history, but the history of foot injuries with, you know, big men in basketball isn't that great. And being at that size, I don't know 
you know, what was his future of playing college basketball if, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, want to make this run, but we might have to do it without you. I don't know what that conversation is going to be like. Um, but right now he's optimistic to return. I'm hoping he can return. But again, I just want to throw that out there that, you know, the injury itself isn't like some quick fix. Uh, I believe it's like a six week, like minimum, um, you know, return. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it's just disappointing for Westside, who, you know, we've I've written about it um, on multiple occasions, um, you know, that they've kind of dealt with being depleted and being broke down and being without players due to due to injury. And, and obviously this year you're trying to navigate COVID-19 from a health standpoint, but you also have to keep in mind that basketball injuries happen as well, you know, so that's, that's really tough. He's having a strong year, but I still encourage you to check out that story because Mason is a, is a cool guy. He's into music and he actually just started playing basketball three years ago. Um, he was at, uh, Wirt Emerson, he wore, uh, Wirt Emerson for, uh, his freshman year. Um, they didn't have any sports, you know, he couldn't, and, and because they didn't, all those students could participate at Westside. And he actually turned down Westside coach Chris Bugs and told him that he didn't want to play basketball because he into music, you know, the clarinet and other <laughs> things. So um, oh, wow. that is that a cool story. Yeah, I mean, it was it's it's funny because I'm like I can just picture him sitting down, like you know, in a music <laughs> chair, you know, as the largest person in the room <laughs> with this clarinet in his hands, and I'm I don't know, like, do you have to get like a special clarinet or do you just play the same? Size everybody else. I don't know. It's interesting, um, but yeah, he's got a. He said he does that. The viola. He plays the drums, um, piano. Talented kid, um, and, and it's really cool to talk to him and give him a bit of shine because I talk to Jalen all the time. I'm always, always going to bring you all updates on Jalen just because you know five star recruit right here in our backyard. I have to talk about. Him. I have to write about him, but um, I'll try to get some of the other guys um, on the radar as well. And he's one of those guys who. Um, helps carry the load alongside Jalen. And again, when you have two six foot ten guys, you know, if Mason can come back healthy, um, that bodes well for Westside's future and for the future of their season this year in particular, as far as making a, a postseason run. Yes, and sticking with uh, some basketball and some actual basketball on the court um, after all of the talk of COVID pauses and postponements. Cancellations and injuries. Uh, you were at an, you were at Couts for the Andrea and Couts doubleheader. A uh, couple of good boys teams, a couple of good girls teams. Yeah, that was a fun game, Mike. Um, very uh, interesting process to get in. Um, Andrea has done the same <laughs> thing at their school, where you have to. They have this ticket spigot app, and they send you a complimentary ticket if you're a media, and you have to download it. And I felt like I was like, man, I'm getting old because I'm getting I'm tired of doing all this stuff. But I fully um, understand why they want to do it, just to keep track of who's coming in, who's not. Um, but I was, I was glad to be there. I had to watch from the balcony. I was not allowed to sit um, down on the floor with the fans or any of the, the scorekeepers or anything like that, which is fine with me. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do whatever to mitigate the spread and to keep myself safe. So I had my own little bubble, I guess, up top with not many fans <laughs> wanting to sit that far away. But it was a good, it was a good night. Um, I, I, my, the main story I wrote, was for the girls. I believe that one actually made it into print. Um, and, and that's because the girls played first. I would love to get both in print. But, the, you know, with what, the way our deadlines are set up and the way those games are set up, you don't always get what you want. But I still stayed for the boys game and covered that as well. And Drain girls remained undefeated. They're 13-0. and um, They were neck and neck with Cows for, for, through the first half. But that third quarter, 
they uh they really turned it up a notch. Um, Julia um, 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 Schutz, who uh, is a senior for them, she's uh, now four points away from a thousand. She had a really good game with sixteen points, and um, actually she uh, she told me she tested positive for COVID nineteen and. And uh, a few weeks ago, she's still rounding herself back into shape. Um, still can't taste or smell, but um, she can definitely get buckets. I saw that, so that was uh, that was a good game. And all, and Ali uh, Capuch for uh, for Cowitz is one of the better players in the PCC. She had a strong game as well, um, so that was fun to see. And then the boys' side, um, it was a really good game. I was typing up the girls' story during the boys' game, and and, and, and basically like. You know, uh, uh, you know, making sure I, I got my deadline, you know, made my deadline and didn't get too caught up into the game. But I saw glances here and there of some plays being made. It was uh, neck and neck and actually filed right before the fourth quarter started. Um, Couch hit a three right before the end of the third quarter to make it a one point game. They were down by one. But then in the fourth quarter, Andrean just dominated inside. Um, Gabe Gillespie, who's a junior forward for them, six foot five. He's a really good player, Mike. I mean, he is He's going to be one of the best players in the region, you know, next year. He's already one of the better players this year, but I think with another year under his belt, with his size and skill set, he can shoot from inside. He can shoot from outside. He's got some girth to him. Um, he's a really strong player and, I, and someone that I definitely can see playing in college. Um, he fin- ended up with 27 points, you know, several rebounds. Um, Nikki Flesher had 20. Um, who, he's, he told me he's the best um, – football basketball player in the region um i don't know i don't know about that combination mike there's a couple out there that are pretty good including cooper jones for valpo but um you know i respect his opinion and i think it's i think it's an arguable case to be made um but yeah they pulled away from couch and and couch was led by cole wireman um their star guard he had 20 um it was a really chippy game which i like you know me i I like the chippiness i don't want anybody to be friends all that handshaking. First of all, it's COVID nineteen going around, so skip all that handshaking. Let's get to the basketball. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good game. It was it was a fun night. I didn't mind making the drive out there. I actually, Mike. What's funny is I was thinking when I went there, uh, I hadn't been back there, Mike, since uh, the sectional tournament got shut down. The last time I was at Couts was for the twenty uh, first century Couts Boys Basketball Sectional Championship on March seventh, twenty twenty, and then. Uh, I believe less than a week later, about a week later, the state tournament got caught, got canceled. So, um, yeah, it was kind of eerie going back and then just seeing how much things changed, Mike. Like, man, I was, I remember sitting shoulder to shoulder with, you know, so many people. You know, we were all yelling and screaming. Not me, I was doing my job. But, you know, I was getting yelled and screamed over <laughs> during a very, you know, uh, 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 just highly anticipated game. And then I come back now, and you know they have the the, the, the limited crowds. It still was pretty loud there, but obviously not the same. It was a Wednesday night, obviously in the regular season, so it's not going to be the same in that regard, anyways. But still, just um, seeing everybody in mask and having, like I said, having to sit up top and, and and making sure that I keep my distance from everyone. It's just a different world that we're living in, and and but again, it was a uh, it was a good night and, and one that uh, I was I was glad to be at, just because you don't really get to see a, a chance to see two good. Girls and boys um, basketball games, you know, in, in one night, you know, let's just like a tournament or something. So that was fun. Yeah. And uh, we do have one uh, kind of uh, teaser note, I guess we would call it. Um, a little bit before we uh, started recording here, we found out that Lake Central is getting ready to name a football coach. Um, 
they're having a board meeting coming up early next week. We're recording this on Friday, so I don't know when you're going to hear this, but early uh, in the next week, uh, Lake Central will have a school board meeting. They're expected to approve the administration's recommendation for a football coach. And, uh, you know, uh, we're not going to, I'm not going to speculate. I don't see any point in doing that, honestly. You know, we can talk about it after it happens, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, just like one thing we can talk about a little bit, I guess, is historically it's been a tough job. Um, yeah. The DA, the DAC is very good in football. It's pretty top heavy with, uh, you know, right now, you know, you got teams like Valparaiso, um, you know, Maryville. Chester, Merrillville, Chesterton, Michigan City, I would say, you know, Crown Point, you know, Crown Point is actually looking for a new coach also. Kevin Enright stepped down after leading the Bulldogs to three sectional titles. Um, and, you know, for the teams that are kind of, you know, trying to get into that first tier of the DAC, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you know, you're talking about big schools um, with good facilities um, and not that Lake Central doesn't, although Lake Central's facilities were an issue for a while. Um, I don't think they're an issue as much as they used to be, um, but definitely there was a time when Lake Central's facilities were not up to the standards of some of the other DAC schools. And I don't think I'm you know, calling anybody out on this. I think it's pretty common knowledge. So yeah. um, whoever does come into that job, We'll have better facilities. Um, yeah, it's you know, beautiful it's, over it, there it, now, man. They it, have it is. It is an engaged fan base. Um, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. it's fair to say, um, you know. And uh, there's definitely some athletes in the school, and I think that might be one of the, you know, one of the tough nuts to crack for them is, you know, in a school of that size, over three thousand kids. You know, clearly you have some pretty good athletes, and they've got. You know, talent and some other programs. I mean, you know, the baseball program has been excellent in particular in recent years. Yep. Uh, boys soccer is, well. yeah, boys. I mean, on the boys side, you know, baseball and boys soccer have been really good. Um, you know, boys basketball is certainly competitive. Um, you know, so you would think that whoever comes into that job, if they can tap into some of the athletes that maybe aren't playing football, um, you know, maybe if those athletes start playing football in addition to their other sports, uh, you know, maybe they can make a move because it's, and one thing I can say, um, you know, getting back to the fan base, the fans, you know, I think don't really understand why Lake Central isn't better at football. You know, and I think that that's, a fair thing to say, you know, nothing against any of the people who've been running the program, but, uh, you know, they have a higher expectation there for sure. And, uh, we'll see who it is. Um, we've heard a few rumors and, uh, again, I don't want to throw any names out there, but, uh, you know, there's some interesting names being floated. Uh, we don't know really, you know, whether it's just rumors or, you know, some actual interest, uh, whatever, but it'll be interesting to talk about next week in any case. Yeah, I can tell you right now that the new coach at Lake Central won't be me or you, so <laughs> there's that. Um, you know, I know you're really, you know, gearing up to, to get, to, you know, get back on that gridiron, Mike, but um, I think that uh, th- that'll take some time before, you know, I, I figure I- I'll picture you at an Illinois football game on the prep side before I see you as a coach. Um, 
Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, we don't know when that's going to happen. Um, although there is a small ray of light, uh, uh, let's let's throw a little uh, real quick update there. Um, you know, it looks like uh, not low risk winter sports may resume uh, in some parts of the state. Uh, the way it's a little bit differently set up. Um, in Illinois than it is in Indiana. The state is divided into, I believe, 11 regions. uh, And there are different tiers of uh, mitigation, basically, in each of the regions. Uh, Peoria, Rockford, and Southern Illinois, I believe, are the ones that are doing the best. So they may be getting back into low-risk winter sports very soon and also contact days for medium-risk sports uh, for whatever the season. Uh, It's a step forward... uh, it, it's interesting, you know, as we've talked about, you know, at length, um, understandably, on the Indiana side about where we're at. And Indiana has made the decision to proceed, um, understanding that there will be uh, hiccups along the way. And uh, Illinois uh, players, coaches, fans, you know, are really hoping that something happens because it is now the middle of January and um, the clock is ticking and we cannot, I mean, it's, it's not realistic to wait much longer to resume sports, especially if you're talking about a sport like football, for example, where the 2021 season is going to start in August and, uh, you know, trying to play football starting, you know, whenever March, April, uh, and then coming back and playing a full season starting in August. Uh, it's a tough thing to ask of a 16- and 17-year-old kid, you know, to, to play that much football in that short a time span and uh, not have the, the recovery time. Um, you know, some of the other sports are a little bit different, obviously. You know, there's kids who play basketball, you know, <laughs> 365, you know, as we know, and uh, that's – probably not as much of an issue there you know some other sports you know baseball softball soccer go pretty much year-round at least for conditioning and you know and some indoor stuff as well but yeah um i hope that illinois comes back because uh, it's a big deal as we've said here more than once um sports is important high school sports are very important to the community they tie a community together And uh, it's something that really binds us um, in a time like this when people are going through tough times and to have a little bit of release uh, to, you know, step away from the realities, the harsh realities of life and to have a chance to, uh, you know, to spend an hour and a half uh, in a gym, uh, like you said, you know, I mean, it's a happy place for so many of us and we hope that the Illinois kids get to go back to their happy place um, at some point. Yep. So on that note, we'll make sure to check in with you all next week. I won't guarantee a day just because like I said, my life changes every second of every day. Um, But until then, you all stay safe, keep wearing a mask and hopefully we'll check back in with you soon with, you know, some more good news rather than, Um, the mundane, uh, repetitive news of COVID-19.